Cinema's been around for over 100 years. Pop Syndicate is looking for movie, TV, music reviewers, and columnists. If you can't stop talking about pop culture, email editor at popsyndicate.net with a sample of your writing. Popsyndicate.net, the internet's one spot for pop culture. The following is a KTBR KPSN special presentation. When the world cried out in agony of the horrors of the evil Lord Blandish culture, three men came from a distant land to defend them with their thumbs of fire. Separately, these warriors are known as Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. But when evil threatens... They raise their hands to the sky and summon the fire to become the Thumbs of Fury. Are you ready? It's Thumb Time. And welcome back to Thumbs of Fury. Episode 23. Episode 23. And uh, for those of you who are not fans of Dustin, he is gone again. This is a good segment for you. Yeah, he'll uh, love probably most of the show because he, he is uh, vomiting from both his uh, bottom area and his topple area. Why does it always have to be people are grossly sick? It's just the way we are. We don't, uh, there's no, there's, we're just, we play at both extremes. It's the, the way we roll in the show. We do meth, we do a lot of meth until the point where we're uh, overdosing. <laughs> We eat uh, sub sandwiches. We like to eat a whole twelve foot, not just the one. Each? Yes, each. Yeah, we don't. There's no sharing in this show. <laughs> twelve foot. That's a lot. That is a lot. But we go to extremes. We wait till our we uh, breach our stomachs and have to get surgery. We do nothing. No half measures on this show, Thomas. Obviously. Uh, speaking of half measures or not having them, I suppose uh, we are going to be covering the uh, Kickstarter-funded movie, Veronica Mars. I'm a big fan of that uh, show back in the day. So we'll be talking about that uh, here in the first more segment. A, more of a me than a we, really. More of a me, although Dustin seems to like the show, okay? He just started well, watching Well, but he didn't watch the movie. No, he didn't. Um, but we'll be talking about that. And then in the uh, last and uh, third segment, we're going to cover... There's no more True Detective, unfortunately, and everybody can be crying about that. Uh, but we'll be talking about uh, Justified, Walking Dead, and which may have actually been a good episode. And... Uh, May or may not. One other show. Don't give it all away. What's the other show? House of Cards. House of Cards, yes. House of Cards. <laughs> totally spacing out here. Uh, it's been a bit of interesting afternoon. Hurried afternoon. All right. Well, I suppose we should just get right to it without Dustin. We'll be talking about Veronica Mars here on the other side of the break. Here on Thumbs of Fury. You know what they call a Big Mac in Paris? They call it Thumbs of Fury. Hi, I'm small business owner Adam Carolla. I'm standing in my studio. I built this studio. Actually, We all kind of built this studio because you guys supported me and my podcast, and we started a nice, small business with a handful of friendly employees who aim to please. Unfortunately, they're guys called patent trolls. What do they do? Honestly, I still don't know. They buy up patents, and then they use them 
to get money out of businesses. And in this case, a podcast, a small podcast. Well, normally people settle up with these guys because it's so expensive to fight these guys in court. Well, guess what? We're going to circle the wagons, band together, and come out throwing punches. Here's my plan. We all band together, all the podcasts, because remember, if I go down, well, then your favorite podcast is going down next, and we're going to all fall like dominoes. But if we all unify and stand and fight together, we can beat the trolls. But we can't do it alone. We need your support. Go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll, and let's smash the trolls. issued a private investigator's license for your 18th birthday? What do you think that says about a person? Compulsive, addictive personality, but that's not me anymore. My daughter, the big shot New York lawyer. You're destined for greatness. I've oversold you. My parents don't think that I could have landed a creature such as the one that I've described. Local authorities have ruled the death a homicide and are focusing their investigation on her boyfriend, Logan Eccles. I need your help, Veronica. I don't really do that anymore. What's this? I specifically told the agency and eager to please brunette. Dick. Hey, Logan, that girl who follows you around is here. Nine years of radio silence, and yet I still kind of knew I could count on you. We are going to the reunion. I'm shocked you even came to this. I knew you'd be here. You've been sitting there since graduation, haven't you? Veronica Mars. Look who it is. Most likely to blog and class buzzkill. You are just who I was looking for. Most likely to know where I can find the bar. Gross. No. Veronica, this is the whole case file. How'd you get this? I'm sure you know breaking and entering is a felony. Come on. I knew the felonies before I knew the state capitals. So are you going to ask if I did it? I wouldn't be here if I thought you did. America thinks he's guilty. And that's good enough for me. I know Logan has his qualities, but there's a darkness to that kid. There's just so much going on here right now. I just couldn't leave. Sure you could. Wait. Don't go. I'm on to something, Dad. It's big. Just the tip of the iceberg. Everyone is in the take. Veronica, whatever you're doing, please be careful. Use your stun gun on me. Don't you think that's gotten a bit old? Original enough for you? All right. So it's kind of a quick ending to that. Quick ending to that. Nice to have my mic back on. <laughs> um, it's hard. I'm, I know. Just, I'm doing all three of them. And it's I know. I know. It's tough. Um, when some people don't show up, I know just uh, refuse to show up for the show because they don't want to sign the latest contract. Pretty much, yeah, it's the way it rolls. Contract, <clears throat> yeah. We signed a segment after you say he's blowing out at each hole. Well, that's what he—that's his cover story. Okay. Was blowing out at each hole. So that's what he always tells people at work too. That was the—I'm guessing the preview, the trailer for Veronica Mars. That was the trailer for Gilmore Girls, the movie. <laughs> okay, well, starring Veronica Mars. <laughs> Uh, no, this is the, uh, yes, uh, the movie version or the movie sequel when they didn't get a season four, it got canceled the last episode of season three. So pretend for half a second that mm-hmm. you're talking to someone across the room from you that has never seen one minute 
of the show. Mm-hmm. And what, how would you summarize it in, I don't know, a short paragraph? Uh, it's about a, the original series was about a teenage private eye and not unlike in some ways Scooby-Doo because there was a bit of a Scooby gang aspect to it because there were several of them that, you know, working together in high school and she was a, uh, working, her dad was a full-fledged PI and she worked as his secretary in the business and then people would come to her. She kind of set herself up as a PI in high school without a license and would solve cases for, uh, the other students. And this all started after her best friend was murdered. And the entire season, so it's kind of dark. Yeah, and the entire season one is all about her figuring out who killed her best friend. And really, yeah, because she turns from a sort of not valley girl, but upper crust type of popular girl Mm -hmm. into a less than popular, shunned by the popular society PI. Hmm. And she's trying to figure out who killed her best friend. Okay. And the entire series is pretty dark for a high school based series. Okay. Um, very mature in a lot of ways. And it actually, aside from an appearance by Paris Hilton, avoids a lot of stupid stuff. Hmm. So it was a good series. I really liked it. So how, how long after the TV series is this now? Nine years. It's been nine years since season three. So she's still playing the part of a high schooler. No, no. Um, what happened was in season one, season, season one or two were her junior and senior years. Season three was her freshman year of college. So this is taking place nine years after the fact when she has graduated from law school and has a job offer at uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Associates. <laughs> it's a law firm. It's a law firm. And they used her actual name. No, no, it was like I forgot what it was called, but uh, it was played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And so she, it's a very it's supposed to be a very prestigious law firm in New York, and she's there with her uh, boyfriend, who was her boyfriend in season three. This guy named Piz. They've been together nine years, and strangely enough, I found it really weird that. Uh, the, according to this movie, she would have just met his parents for the first time in nine years. Okay. That was a really odd plot point. Um, They've been together the whole time, but... And they never met his parents. Awesome. Yeah. So what happens in the course of this movie is she is left at the end of season three, at the end of her, I guess, at the end of that year of college, she left the town, uh, left it all behind, decided she was done with it. And unfortunately, her... Uh, ex-boyfriend logan eccles is accused of murder again and in season one he's also accused of murder and that's the only, that's one of the things i didn't like about the movie is that it seems like recycling a plot. yeah it's recycling a plot point and i know that there were not within the canon of the show that there's not many things that would pull that character back to that this small town that she hates so much because it's the town is basically like for a lot of people but i'll just toss out a local reference highland park you can have someone get mur- murdered or well, you know, no, something it's, else. It's more that there, it's class warfare in that it's very much a divided society. It's it's all it's like Highland Park here. It's like you're either if you're not super wealthy, it's a super wealthy community. If you're not super wealthy, then you're shunned. Hmm. And in a lot of ways, and my my wife went through that. She uh, she grew up in Highland Park, but was not on the wealthy side of things, and so right. she really related to Veronica Mars and. She left that entire town behind, and, and when he's accused of murder, he asks for help. So she leaves her boyfriend behind, and uh, he's fully aware of Logan, and he's had you know a fight with him before and stuff like that. He's not very happy about that, of course, but she leaves him behind in New York and uh, goes back to California and, and ends up rediscovering the her love for the PI lifestyle and, and solving this case and trying to figure out who actually did it. And uh, yeah, I didn't, really, I didn't really care for the fact that they recycled a, a plot from season one. It felt, yeah. it felt like... Seems pretty cheap. Yeah, I as underst- long as they had to come up and make a movie. Yeah, yeah, they could have done it with something with the same character, Logan, because the only person, other person I could think that would bring this character back to Neptune would be her dad, who was the one-time sheriff of Neptune. Right. But 
he was kind of, I don't want to, yeah, he was kind of marginalized in this, in this movie. Not marginalized. I mean, he was, had a significant appearance, but I know. I know you're a fan of that word. Uh, not as big as he could have. And I think that maybe his, her dad being the central plot point of why she comes back to town would have been better. Or just something else not involving murder with Logan. That just feels like a recycle. That being said, um, it felt just like a condensed version of a season. A season. And it was done really well. And everybody, it's just like they basically picked up where they left off. Like nobody, everybody fits into the role so well. And they're so well written distinctly that it just flows really, really well. And it's, it's really, really entertaining. So um, was this a, was this a uh, you know, Firefly Serenity type thing where they tried to kind of close the story, so to speak? Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, they didn't really, they closed, they sort of closed one chapter. They tied up several loose ends that were left at the end of season three. And then they left it open for future I'm assuming sequels. they left season three thinking there was going to yeah. be a season yeah, four. Yeah, there was, there was a mystery of a sex tape. Uh, they, a sex tape comes out with Veronica in it at the end of season three. Ooh. And she has to figure out who released that sex tape. And I, I don't think they ever figure that out in season three. Um, along with some other stuff, some other heinous stuff. But yeah, it's kind of like Firefly in that they attempt, they wrap up a lot of stuff and then they leave room for new life in the series, which means that I'm guessing. I know there are books coming out in March or April. The first sequel book will be coming out. And then oh, I'm really? sure they're going to try to put together another movie. Sequel to the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the writer and one of his writers from the show are writing uh, a couple of books in March and April and May. I think they're coming out in that time frame that huh. are direct sequels to this, but may or may not provide the basis for the next movie. And he's Rob Thomas, who's created it, uh, not from Matchbox 20. Um <laughs> Has said that he he may not he hasn't decided if he's going to base the next movie off one of those books. So That's awesome, um, yeah. I, it was uh, it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it gets it doesn't get two flaming thumbs up for me because of the recycled plot points and some weird stuff like her not meeting his parents in nine years. That's, yeah, that's really strange. awkward. So, so was, was there anything written in the nine years since the show ended? And no, they no, uh, nothing at all. No, they. Uh, I mean, he's been. Rob Thomas has been off doing other stuff, and uh, no, they never wrote anything. They had tried for a long time to get the show back on other platforms and like Netflix and stuff like that. It never happened. Hmm. And uh, so this was the way they did it with Kickstarter, which was very controversial. And I don't personally, I don't see a problem with it because a lot of people, especially on Twitter, were either highly in favor of it or highly against it hmm. and saying that this is not the way films should be made. And for me, I think it's great because it's, it's the democratization of content. Like, sure. If I pay money for this, I get to see what I want to see. I don't get to see necessarily what the studios decide to shell out, you know, the the 20th Transformer sequel. And you get to see something from a new director. And I don't I think that's a good thing for for film that you get to see more crap on screen that I, I actually want to see. Uh and I've voiced a little bit of concern about just the the precedent that it starts, but yeah. we're a long way away from that coming true, but yeah, at some point, I mean... Why it, would you stop people from donating money to whatever they wanted to? Yeah, if exactly. What's what's the problem with that? I mean, if I'm willing to pay, you know, $20, $30, $50 for something I want to see, then that's not much of it to mean going out and buying some merch after the fact, or sure. buying DVD, or seeing it, you know, three times in the theater. Sure. And, you know, the great thing is here, I got a, a download. I Actually, after paying for a Kickstarter, uh, actually, you know, bought it on Amazon, too. So I had add another 20 bucks that I'm giving them on top of that. So I don't see a problem with it. I don't know why a lot of people have a problem with it. Uh, I wouldn't expect, I would not expect a Transformers seven to have a Kickstarter backing behind it. 
It's just not the no. way. But, it, you know, I expect a lot of smaller projects which have trouble getting off the ground like this and ones that shows like Firefly. I would be totally happy if Joss were to say, I will do another oh Firefly gosh. movie. I if, would put money towards that yeah, bucket. I will make another movie if we can do a Kickstarter thing Absolutely. because Warner or whoever is not going to fund it right now. Right. And I don't see a problem. If, if there's a show no. that people really want to see, let people put their vote with their dollar. Sure. And I don't see a problem with that. Sure. I think this is a highly successful experiment. It was really well done. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, but it gets two thumbs up, but not even a gassy thumb. And it's only because... The recycle plot point. Recycle plot point and a couple odd things here there. All right. But otherwise, really, really well done. Really enjoyed it. And uh, if you like noir-type shows or movies, I would really, really, really recommend Veronica Mars. It's cool. a it's a nice little uh, teenage drama. I'll have to watch it sometime. All right. You are listening to Thumbs If You Ring. Does your thumb burn with opinions? Call and share them at four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. Cinema has been around for over a hundred years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. Hey kids, it's me, F13 from Cinema Diabolica. We have a new show called Diabolical Decades. If you haven't been listening to it, this is the kind of gold that you've been missing. Ah, I see. I imagine Jimmy Stewart to have soft hands. But I would have been like, bitch, you gotta go. Oh, thank God. It's just the face of Satan. I thought it was a prowler. Check us out at popsyndicate.net slash cinemadiabolica. overdo that at all <laughs> what was that <laughs> the crickets at the beginning of walking uh, dead gotcha there are no crickets at the beginning. Or whatever that sounded sounds kind of crickety very crickety yes okay so for those of you who are friends uh, or friends and fans of dustin you'll be happy to know that he's fi- he signed the contract in the break finally hey friends and you fans are, aren't you everybody's friend there's nobody pretty much friends aren't uh, you all friends? several friends yes he signed the contract and he is now uh it was shitty terms, but it was better than nothing. He's at least on for another week. Yeah, we'll you, see. You may or may, may not be, hear him in the break room. He may not even be in the next show. He might yeah. rage flip the table and leave. That's true. Absolutely. He didn't rage flip the contract for once. Agree? Uh, I did, but I signed it anyway. How well, often is he signing a contract? Uh, once a week for at this once. point. We, we have to stall every uh, every week now. Pretty he demands much. more and more chocolate pudding. So. I only had 50 ounces last week. Right. I demand at least 100. <laughs> so given the intro, I guess we're talking about Walking Dead? I figured we'd. Go I was back like and, talking about parenthood. If we go back and cover all of True Detective, now. <laughs> let's reanalyze it. Just jump in the middle of parenthood. Yeah, why not? This so, will be the last couple episodes. 
I would have to say that this might actually be the first good episode of the, the season here, of season, second, second half of season half. four. Yeah, second half of season four. It was an actual character development episode, and I didn't have a problem with it because it was actually good. There's something well, actually significant happened. And it actually wrapped up so you know wrapped up a yes. couple of things and actually progressed the storyline. Wrapped up a couple of mysteries. Sure did. Advanced some, uh, some characters with, sure in did. a meaningful way, and we didn't end up just trying to get a, a shot of whiskey or a hundred ounces of chocolate pudding. I'm still not... A- Total fan of this whole continuously only having these isolated stories and sure. just having these two characters at a time thing I mean, all the time. I assume that but the last couple episodes are going to, you know, hopefully have some reuniting of, sort, of if, sorts. If they all get the terminus, you never know. Because we still got a lot of crap going on with the Blondie and Daryl and yeah. what's going on there and if they're going to end up there and I don't know. Yeah, they have two episodes to, to wrap this crap up and uh, I'm not entirely sure they'll do it in a satisfactory way because there's been no like real buildup of what's going to happen at terminus well i mean yeah there's just speculation pure speculation and apparently terminus isn't even a term used in the comics so this is like a totally original thing oh really so we'll see what happens so but, nobody uh, knows what's going to happen at all yeah, eh? yeah apparently hmm. uh, i mean it may be something else that they did in the comics and they're calling it something else it's gonna be a knows. town of zombies of walkers that would be really weird but it could be <laughs> especially if they're hanging up signs that it's safe there yeah, yeah. well they're luring everybody into a trap they, they, they don't got that have smart conscious thought. Yeah, but maybe they're the whole... maybe they're the next evolution of Walker. Okay, the virus is now progressing. Which we found out they don't have conscious thought uh, in this particular episode, right, Mark? Let's go ahead and get into this one. Yeah, I think we're because we're talking about the uh, little girl who had the issue and didn't realize can uh, God well, pretty much was, tell the difference between. I think we already knew they didn't have conscious thought. I think she's I yeah, it she's got just, re, it got re yeah reexamined yeah, a little re-examined. bit. Uh, she's just crazy. That no matter you want them to have, no, ma- no matter how much you want them to have, thought yeah. they don't have it. Yeah, man, was she ever crazy? Yeah, she. Uh, this crazy. is Lizzie and Mika, the two little girls that um, took uh, Joanna. Is that the baby's name? Uh, no, Judith. Judith. Sorry, Judith. Took Judith away from the prison along with Hello Carol and <laughs> Cuddy Tyrese. No, right. Harold, Hello Carol met up. Well, later. yeah, I mean later. Yes, ultimately, but they've been the protectors of Judith the entire sure. time. <clears throat> and yeah, the, uh, the kids and Cuddy. Yeah. yeah. We we knew that uh, Lizzie was was crazy already, right? And somewhat ruthless. And I found not it to this extreme, not to for this sure. Ex- yeah, I found it odd though. And it was always suspe- I mean, it was pretty obvious that she was the one that was doing the feeding and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, although they they just never really came out and said it. And then the whole rabbit being scanned in the prison. Yeah, they didn't actually show that in one of the old ones, did they? I can't remember. No, no, okay. they showed they, they showed a they hand showed somebody at one feeding point, them, dropping yeah. it. Yeah, but okay. it wasn't like yeah. You had no idea who it was at the point at the time, anyway. And okay. who who uh, flayed the rabbit in the back of the prison in right. the tombs, like a freaking science project. Yeah. So they wrapped those two things up, and we found out it's, it was actually Lizzie. The interesting thing I found, uh, they played Mika consistently as a you know overly nice girl that didn't really want to hurt anything. Yeah. Which was fine. They. I found it interesting. The younger sister, right? Yeah, the younger sister. Yes. I found it interesting. I didn't. I don't know. If, I can't decide if they really played Lizzie consistently between seasons. So I in, don't feel like they did because it but feels I don't like also feel like that's that big a deal. Maybe not, but it feels like at the end people of s- do change over the course of time. Sure, but, but I, I guess but it I'm, seems almost like a back and forth a little bit. Like in at the end of the, even in the episode, she went back and forth a little bit. Well, the first half, the end of the first half, she was like a ruthless, almost ruthless killer, and then in this one, she after saying she wasn't going to do anything, she wasn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah, she became ruthless. Yeah, after acting like she couldn't do anything like that, and then in this one, she's like. Afraid She's back to, to kill. not wanting I'm to like, hurt them because they're just like us or something yeah. like that. But then she goes and kills them again. But then yeah. also yeah, goes back. Yeah. I don't end. know. It, so it, it, she's are, obviously crazy. Are they yeah. playing her consistently? Or they, do they mean to vacillate so much? I think the they're just making her nuts. I think yeah. so too. Maybe so. 
But uh, the whatever the girl's name is that played Lizzie, really well done. I mean, for you usually don't get that great performances out of kid actors. She did pretty good. Max from Parenthood being a, a rare exception as well. But, man, yeah. she's done a really good job in this and playing it entirely believable. And the girl yeah. plays Mika as well. They both did really, really well. I um, agree. I appreciated the level of crazy and how they how well they wrapped up the storylines uh, with this episode. How would you feel about Cuddy's reaction to Hello Carol's confession? It's pretty awesome. <clears throat> I, I think that's good. probably about as good as you could have had in that particular scenario. Yeah. Because, did, I mean, what, did you what, want what, him to go off do? and kill Hello Carol? No, not really. I knew he wouldn't at that point, though. <clears throat> well, I didn't about I, his character that... I didn't think he would, but you never know, because he kind of goes crazy sometimes, too, sure. but obviously give, not little given, girl crazy. Given but. what had happened in that in that episode, yeah. it was believable that, well, I think could it could just be Cuddy going, by themselves. Yeah. yeah. He just had too much probably at that point. I think maybe probably. if it was prior to the girls yes. it, it, getting it killed. It might have been a different, might have been a different, a different scenario. But at that They'd point, all, it's just They had a, several conversations just about staying at that place that yeah. they found, and mm-hmm. they trust each other and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it maybe was just a result of I think if it had been prior to the girls getting killed, then maybe he might have... Bitch so slapped her or something. The girls didn't just get killed. No, no. I, I they got the, yes. We had the crazy, crazy, crazy the, the older sister who'd gone a little bit crazy kill yeah. her younger sister. Which we, don't, we don't see happen. Carol and Hello Carol and yeah. uh Cuddy, Cuddy. Tyree Tyrese walk up on yeah. uh, basically they're off doing what? Did you go on hunting to hunt or they're something? Looking, yeah. They're looking for a deer. They don't find them, but they come back and And, and the the girls and the baby have been left by mm-hmm. themselves and yeah, there was talk earlier that, you know, Carol had that discussion with the younger one saying that you're probably going to have to look out, old, for her. look out for your older sister. Yeah. And um, the younger one was just pretty much completely anti, you know, complete pacifist yeah. at her age. And, uh, you know, it'd be, it's obviously it's not something they're going to show, but mm-hmm. it'd be interesting how that exactly went down. If she's just trying to convince her that she'll be back and she just took her out or what. But Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Or she just the older sister killed the other one. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it would have gets been upset little... that people are coming back and saying, no, let her let her come back. She's going to come back. Don't yeah. move her or whatever. They're probably barely stepping on that line of how much is too much a show, like to actually show one sister kill the other, especially with sure. child actors. Sure. It's probably a little too much. Like mm-hmm. in the, I know in the comics, when uh, Sarah Wayne Kelly dies, Rick's wife, like the the baby dies with her and it becomes, right. she has zombie baby, you know, hanging from her vagina. Right. And, wow. uh, that that would have also been probably a little too a little much. A little much for AMC. Probably. Yeah, so I understand why they do certain things that they do. Right. Um, but it's shocking. Definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then hell, <clears throat> after talking through a couple, a little bit about it, uh, Cuddy and uh, Hello Carol, Yeah. they essentially decide to uh, take the chick out, which is just mm-hmm. kind of intense. Pretty awesome. Take her out on the town and... <laughs> give her some water some cook some pecans they for talk her. about each one of them leaving with her because she just can't be around people but they don't actually say it but they come to the conclusion obviously that well plus doing that would be hard anymore. yeah, yeah it would. Hard on the other ones yeah so. yeah it would they uh yeah, yeah. told her to stare at the flowers and yeah she started yeah they told her to stare at the flowers and yeah uh, <laughs> that whole time she's like basically begging carol not to be mad at her and everything it was fairly yeah. intense yeah, it really was, yeah. I mean, Gosh. in that moment, she reacts just like a kid, you know. Right. Like a traumatized kid at that, and, and obviously, she, she, I don't know, she just played it so well. I was sympathetic to her. Definitely the yeah. most drawn in to one of those, ep- to, to a Walking Dead episode since they came back this yeah. season that I was. It was it was really good. I actually thought that the way it was going to end up being was that Mika ended up killing Lizzie out of some sort of either I self-defense when, or... Yeah. She, when she was talking to her about protecting her and stuff, yeah, yeah I kind of thought that's my word. 
where we might end up. But and how much she kept emphasizing that she never wanted to be mean. Right, exactly. And all that stuff. Yes. I thought she might be yeah. forced to in that position to kill her own sister. And um, you know, and, and on Hello, Hello Carol's side, like after all the parallel the parallels of losing her own daughter, right? She then has to lose another one this time on purpose. Yeah, yeah, and do, has to do it herself, which is very sympathetic. After all the crap she's pulled, you still feel sympathy for that character. Yeah, definitely. So it, it's, I actually give this, I'm going to give this episode in the context of everything else we've dealt with this season. I'm giving it two <laughs> flaming thumbs up. <laughs> wow. Because it was an actual good episode with actual good character progression, moved nicely. And if you're going to do a character episode, moved, this yeah. is the way you need to do it. Yeah. It moved their individual stories and moved the overall story. Yeah. Now we'll see what happens in the next episode, but I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Nothing, nothing flaming about it. Yeah. I would agree with Thomas, but yes, two thumbs up. It was definitely very, worth watching. Very good. Yeah. The Kudos first one that I wasn't like, damn it, you know, I know. in a while. I wasn't Why like, did I just waste an hour? Right, exactly. All right, let's move on to Justified. I thought it was House of Cards. House of Cards. Doesn't matter. Uh, just play something. Your mom. On Thumbs of Fury. We should really have just have a run sheet that we just... We need a whiteboard with a run sheet. We should. <laughs> we just know what order. Every we week need we a hire a producer. Yeah, we do need a hire a producer. With all of the money we make. Yeah. Maybe we can get Zed to be a producer. Smee, we need to put a Kickstarter together to get a producer. Right, to buy chocolate pudding to pay a producer. That's how we pay all of our employees. We've gone to the Carl School of... Yeah, uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. ...of employment. So, uh, Man, almost got the blade out. He's, he's about Don't, to cut us off. You better not. You better not cross his opinion. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about chapter eighteen, episode five of season two of House of Cards. This one written, directed by John Coles and written by Kenneth Lynn. Uh, this episode introduces a new character out of the blue named Xander Fang, who is. I, I, I weird, strangely like. I felt it was weird and unnecessary that they showed that he enjoys. Erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. I felt like that yeah, really that had nothing to do with the rest that of the episode. That doesn't do with anything. I mean, does it... It's like a shocking intro. Yeah, it's like, what can we do... Yeah. What can we do yeah. to, to start it off with a bang? And then you go Literally. from hey, that uh, shocking intro to what you don't realize at the time is a uh, reimagining of a, a piece of the Civil yeah, War. Right. I was like, what the heck is that? I, like, checked... I was watching Netflix on my uh, computer, and I like checked to make How? sure it was House of Cards. Yeah, because I was like, "What is happening? This oh, is the most pick, random start show? ever." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a little. Uh, I mean, not off-putting, but it just took me a minute. Like, what's going on here? That was a really odd start. That wasn't odd. That that whole thing with the Civil War reenactment and Frank was just a little weird around, all around. It, it was kind of weird. Yeah, felt like yeah. I mean, I know it's I know it's something that happens and. I don't know if sure. they actually have it for three days, but something I know it's happens. a thing that happens in real life, but is it? does it really demand a congressman, and does it... The vice president? Know. Or, sorry, vice president at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's... Maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe they actually show up for that stuff. Maybe so. I don't Not know. On occasion, depending on what's going on. felt like a weird... Obviously, there was an alternate reason he was there this time yeah. anyway, but... It just felt like there was a weird weird thing to center an entire episode around. And that and the creepy Civil War reenactor that... I'm like, so is there like something? Like his, I'm your, I'm your ancestor. Yeah, yeah. Is it like, like is this thoroughly played his great grandfather or whatever he was? Yeah, they kept talking as if he was his great grandfather. Right. I mean, is there really any chance this guy comes back? Like they, like the meaningful glances. No. I'm like, are they going to bring this guy it. back for some reason? Because this is really strange. Surely not. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, it was really very. Awkward. It was so. First of all, yeah, he was super creepy. And then I'm like, why are they doing all this, emphasizing this guy so much? Uh, if he's not going to be reoccurring, I don't, I don't know. know. Very strange. <laughs> 
I felt like they were trying to imply meaning where there was really little. I didn't really get it. Like Frank trying to see through his great 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 grandfather, yeah. whatever it is, and then burying the ring goofy. at the end. Yeah, I didn't get that yeah. either. I, I don't know. It didn't make much sense. Like, why does this mean so much to Frank? Was it a family like family son, like family ring of some sort? Like, I don't know. They think it was a school ring, ring or something. Yeah. I mean, just looking at it. I mean, the only thing that was interesting is was that he was someone who considered the Civil War silly. You know, from the fact that you know slavery was a petty concept, and why would you ever have done this? And then it finally comes to find out that his ancestor actually fought for the Most Confederacy. The South, yeah, right. That, I mean, that's an interesting small detail, but uh, to center an entire that's episode, right. I don't know, just a Which, little. Silly. Where is he from? It's from uh, the South, South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, so uh, it's just funny. I mean, obviously, we don't all live where all our ancestors did, but it's just yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this guy is Xander Fang. Uh, I think we could have gotten away Weird, understanding that he was a tough businessman, Chinese businessman without the erotic asphyxiation. That had nothing. It felt like we need to do something to shock the viewer yeah. and, uh, just I didn't, had I no know. point. I didn't really care about it either way, but like, it could have not been in there. It would have been fine too. I, I just, it didn't add anything. Didn't add anything to the episode other than, okay, this so is weird. weirdo, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but you kind of got that from his demeanor that he was tough and kind of uh, off yeah. okay. especially with the details they give you that you know he could have been executed at one point or he's a hair uh camel hair's width away from being sure. executed right uh so you could have implied that other ways without doing that and felt like they did it just because they could get away with it but i don't know maybe it'll have implications in the future down the road and we'll that'll be the way I that maybe frank blackmails him somehow or something i don't know i guess i just didn't i mean i don't think it made made a big difference to me either way it made a impactful difference to you that it bothered you that it was in there and to me it's like I'd, they could have done without it would have been fine but i yeah. really don't care yeah so uh, this guy is i don't know something he, he's tied to major dad and yeah. they're trying to build some bridge over the long island Sound. he's the chinese major dad basically yeah he's the, yes him and Ma- he's chinese tied ma- to major dad <laughs> chinese major dad and major dad are trying to build a bridge over long island sound but there's this whole i don't know <laughs> argument going on between china and the u.s and right the lawsuit from the hacking and stuff like that. And actually Fang doesn't want the lawsuit dropped. Although in public, they do want well, it. It was currency manipulation. Yeah. That they but, oh, it was not, currency. Not I thought it was the hacking. Okay. They mentioned hacking in a previous episode. Hacking was a uh, hacking is the thing that's going on with the guy that was with uh, Zoe or whatever. He's no, no, no. Uh, but I remember there was an early, I thought there was an earlier when they're doing the negotiations earlier. It was, there was something about hacking in the negotiations too. Oh, okay. I, I could have sworn. I, I, I mean, I may, I'm not going to go back and find out for sure. I mean, research. Yeah. Um, that, that takes too much time. Yeah, it would. But uh, something like in, in public, they want the lawsuit uh, dismissed. But in, in reality, private, they, in private, they don't because it helps them out for some reason, uh, which was a little confusing. I didn't really understand, but I didn't well, really care make, to rewind it. And they, I'm sure they make out. money off of the manipulation of it. Yeah, probably and so. Chinese and regular major dad both make money yeah. off of it. Uh <laughs> Two major dads. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, it was, I mean, that that was mildly interesting going back and forth. Uh, the president actually, you know, showed a little bit of backbone in this episode, okay. although he's totally being manipulated by both sides. Yeah, true. The main, and Frank, the whole thing about this was just to try to solidify Frank's power over major dad. <clears throat> well, Frank was trying, yeah. In addition to that, yeah, he's actually trying to just get major dad out of the mix. Yeah, and he kind of did. I mean, he yeah. took a little heat for it too, but he also got him out of the mix. Yeah, it it is, and I I wonder, you know, what does this mean for we we've already had problems with you know Frank and his his mustache twisting ways, right? You know, I, is he going to be 
completely unfettered by tusks, you know, like. No, I don't think so. I think it's still going to be a factor. I don't know. I hope so. I, I mean, Frank needs a rival in the show. He can't go without a rival. Sure. Someone that could potentially bring him down. Well, and who knows? Also, his the new person who's actually taken over the, as the uh, House Majority Leader could also be a rival the whip. still. Yeah. <clears throat> Not Maggie? the whip, though, right? It's the, Maggie? The, the Majority Leader, right? Oh, I thought she was whip. Oh, okay. Maybe she's whip. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, somebody, somebody important on the House side. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we just don't know what her character is going to develop into yet just for so people know thomas has just walked out of the studio he tore up his contract and left yeah did you go out to eat yeah Um, he's out of here he's out but Uh, um in addition to that we also had the sub story that was really stupid of the whole hacker thing yeah uh, that was so dumb you have the hacker and you have the zoe's old boyfriend and he finally gets yeah lucas and mcpoyle yeah he basically finally gets caught by the fbi trying to in such a stupid scene yeah and a really stupid scene okay he walks into a little server cage right and was the guy like the FBI agent just wearing a blanket and he goes Woo-hoo, and like tackles him? Like, right, how the, did you not see the FBI agent? That, so he, oh, the guys that he came just, in the door. The yeah, other guys, yeah. He just yeah. comes out of the corner of the server cage. Like, I know he would have had to be in the like visibly standing there, right? And Lucas would have to be dumb he was enough wearing to like a cloak invisibility. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, that whole storyline was, was completely so stupid. stupid. That's why I'm glad it's all over. I agree. And the only issue, like, well, thank it's not God over. again. Well, now it's going to be about. It's like thankfully got arrested. Yeah, Gosh. let's just get rid of this guy. Hopefully, God. he gets pushed in front of a train too. He can get killed also. Yeah. Man, what's wrong with you two? You can't stand that guy. Why do you hate that guy oh, so much? And like Crystal pointed out, why does he always look so dirty? Like uh-huh. I don't he know. takes a shower and he looks and he looks like <clears throat> he's so greasy. Yeah, he is greasy. He automatically pours out grease. He's like a some people. It's do another that. reason to kill him off. A walking bottle of olive oil or something. <laughs> Not a exactly. reason to kill someone off. But uh, yeah, the whole story is dumb. The only interesting thing about that is McPoyle with the FBI agent. Yeah, and their whole going back and forth—that's interesting. But he was going to kill his guinea pig. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was weird. That was uh, it, that's the only mildly interesting part of that whole story. Otherwise, it's dumb. The and big useless. boss. But I don't know. I, had, I one thumb up, one thumb sideways on this one for me. It's uh, it was okay, not nearly as good as the last episode. I agree. Was there same? Was there anything else going on? Uh, well, there was the stuff with uh, oh uh, with the a, a new communications director wants to be uncovers that uh, <laughs> Robin Wright Penn Robin Wright Underwood. Actually, her abortion was not tied to the general's assault of her. Right. And so he blackmails his way into a job, forcing uh, Smiley Smilerston potentially out of and, a job eventually. And she got the first lady in on this deal about anti-rape yeah. in the military yeah, and yeah. all that. So Smiley Smilerston. <laughs> the, only, you know, the only good thing about that is that it parallels what's actually going on in current headlines with the military, that uh, the government wants prosecutors to be able to bring sexual assault cases instead of just leaving it up to senior officers. Yeah. And so it's it, it's kind of cool that it's paralleling that whole thing in real life. <laughs> right. And there's an interesting discussion back and forth about yeah, oversight and uh, input as opposed mm-hmm. to just having decree over. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Anyway. So what's your rating, Tom? Should be interesting. One thumb yeah, up, one should. thumb sideways. Yeah. Dustin? I can't really argue that. So you're not so going to you argue won't. It? I'm going to agree with it. <laughs> okay. That means agreed with you. All right. If you're well, not aware of uh, what that means. Lastly, it's... Uh, Bring it on home with Justified. On this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome pistol, full song. I'm fighting for my soul. God, get at you, boy. You're trying to okay. go hard. On this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome pistol, full song. I'm driving down Firewheel Parkway. <laughs> so this episode is uh, Wrong Roads, and uh, we get an interesting 
parallel character to Raylan. He's the Tennessee version of Raylan. Miller, sans, pretty much. Sans cowboy hat, yeah. Played by... Eric Roberts. The... The two the biggest awesome TV act, one of the two big biggest TV actors ever, Eric Roberts. Yeah, exactly. What's the other guy's name? Armand DeSante. Those Armand two guys DeSante and used to Eric get Roberts. all the TV gigs all the time. Uh, yeah, um, I, I loved him in this. Actually, yeah, he was. I thought he was awesome. He was awesome because uh, he's like a drunk version his of Raylan. Fake yeah. horse teeth are a little annoying and sure. hard to put up with, but well, he Raylan's got the big uh, hat. He's got the big teeth. Did you guys? Uh, <laughs> okay. Going local on your ass. Did you uh, guys realize that they had another ticket reference in this? No. The uh, Miller and uh, if somebody, Dunham. If you want to find out where Hot Rod Dunham is, go ask Miller. <laughs> That's awesome. We didn't talk about that last week. We mentioned it at the start, that. but we never actually got to it. That that there's so many ticket references in this show. But Ticket is a, a local sports station here, and one of the writers is a huge fan of that station and keeps like T.C. Fleming from, in a previous episode, a character, uh, and uh, Jake said Kemp. a lot of things in that episode. And this one, Hot Rod's been... A, Hot Rod Dunham has been around for a while as that character has yeah. been known as that, but I never thought about that. Right. And until until you put it together with Miller. Exactly. So Dunham yeah. and Miller, which are the morning show hosts. Right. Uh, but yeah, I really liked Eric Roberts. I thought he was awesome, and I really hope they bring him back. I hope he has a reappearance, because... Could he come back? Oh, yeah, that's it's right. kind of questionable there at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Never but, mind. Uh, I guess he won't be coming back. Yeah. Never mind. It's, did you totally watch forgot about the that. entire episode, Mark? I did, but I was, so I was totally... I mean, he could. You could cut to him in a hospital bed somewhere. Yeah, that's true. He was totally high on heroin that time. Get so. the, uh, he, just got, he got hit in the flask, so he didn't actually die. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> With the car. Exactly. <laughs> he had him in the flask forgot in his breast pocket. Right. <laughs> okay, well, I wish he would be a reoccurring character then, because I thought he was a good parallel for Raylan. Maybe he'll come back like Dexter's dad. He'll come back to Raylan as a ghost. Oh, my gosh. He's a drunk dead shot though which is awesome too yeah that's true yeah he was that was a really it was a good fun episode um other than that i mean so some stuff happens some stuff yeah. and some, some other stuff, stuff happens, happens. That's the end. yeah i mean we don't have to go through the whole thing just uh, basic stuff essentially raylan <clears throat> goes to where is eric roberts's in tennessee. local area tennessee yeah looking for uh you know dunham <laughs> yeah right uh he's still on vacation trying to get the connect trying to figure out what happened in mexico yes because he knows that uh, a big portion of his crew got killed down there, but that's really all he knows. How does he know that again? Well, he gets. Uh, they find he has headshots of the guys that were da- that died in Mexico, and he knew they were right. Hot Rod's men, crew. Wispy Beard's men. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes. Hot to Rod Tennessee. does have a Wispy Beard. Yeah, and uh, he goes because uh, he goes to the DEA in Tennessee and talks to Miller because he was, I guess, over some. He knows Dunham in some form or fashion. Or is, Sure. Been part of They're basically case. buddies. Yeah, well, you find much. out later that he was a CI. Right. That yeah. he was, they were basically had the Vic Mackey uh, yeah. treatment in that he was letting him deal if he sold out all his competition. Right. And so. Yeah, so Miller is double dead at the end of this, and so is Hot Rod Dunham. And, uh, no more Dunham and Miller on here. No more Dunham and Miller. <laughs> yeah. It. But uh, then we also had the whole thing going on with uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Uh, basically, I guess he, the Crows are trying to get everything back across the border, and mm. They actually have the heroin, and they're trying to negotiate a deal with uh, what's his name, the blonde guy. I can never remember his name. No wrinkle Wind face. Duffy. Wind yeah, Duffy. Wind Duffy. And uh, old Joker. Basically, they're like, "Well, yeah. we we have the stuff, so you know what kind of percentage?" Because basically, yeah. you can't do anything with. Essentially, tries it. to they try to get into the transportation of the yeah, right. of the heroin, and, saying uh, that they got across the border with it. Blah blah blah, and trying to uh, at the same time uh, we have some hide. other stuff going on <laughs> as well. Kind of hijack their way into it. Yeah. Exactly. Totally trying to kiss Win Duffy's ass, and Win Duffy is seeing right through their bullshit. And then uh, Avon Barksdale and the other guy from uh, the practice, practice guy. they come in and try to actually take a piece yeah. of the action because they know everything's blown up in yeah. Mexico. 
Um, then Eric Roberts takes out the guy from the practice. Right. Yeah. Leaving. Yeah, practice guy is killed. Avon, Avon gives himself. up and basically yeah. gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in addition to that, we have the little crow story going on with the with, ba- Dan- with baby crow side- and, the, and the... Oh, yeah, redheaded crow, crow and, and Kindle crow. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a side side piece where... It, and, um, not Raylan. What's uh, Walden Goggins' character? Boyd. Boyd has said the whole time he doesn't trust <laughs> Phoebe, whatever his yeah. real name is. Phoebe trust Crow, Phoebe yeah. Crow. Yeah. And uh, Phoebe has a conversation with his sister about he's fi- fitting to take out the three people that have anything to do with heroin, right. and then they'll own the state as far as heroin goes. Yeah. Which we knew that was going to happen. We knew, we knew that, yeah. it was, but that was definitely confirmation that was It was complete, obvious confirmation, yes. Sure. Yeah. But uh, well, not bad. But and then you have the Ava storyline going on. You know, whatever. Yeah, where she she's now to she's getting the drugs in there through Boyd, or she's about to. But now she's got to kill somebody. She's got to kill the and old. She's got to kill uh, the person that's been protecting meth her, face lady. Yeah, right. So that's her job. Face lady. She's got to kill meth face. Yeah. She always plays a torn up redneck in whatever she does. Like she was in True Blood as the uh, head of the werewolf pack, like the grandmother of the werewolf pack. She's always. I've seen her in several several things lately too. She's always like a chain smoking messed it's up a, yeah. redneck. Kind of what she looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's kind of playing true to character. She kind of fits form, her, I guess. Yeah, fits her character. I, it was, it was uh, a fire. It was a good episode. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I glad the fact that uh, they're not marginalizing Raylan again. Yeah, he's <laughs> actually finally doing something. Demarginalizing Raylan. Yeah, I bet it comes around to Raylan helping Boyd out of a tough fix by did, taking out the crows. I bet that's how this. How did he get out of the tight series. spot when they had like everybody dead to rights in there? Miller and Miller and Raylan had basically the whole crew there, and they just took out Avon Barksdale. That's pretty much it. Because well, Boyd's out. like driving down the street. Oh, yes. Right. I'm saying, how did they not arrest everybody? I'm not sure. I guess they don't have anything really solid on them yeah. at that yeah. point. I guess. So. That's the only thing I can think of. I guess because requ- Phoebe Crow gets out of there, and he's like, same cops asking same questions, different yeah. place. or what. So I guess they just questioned him and left because they didn't have anything on him. Yep. I guess not. So, Thomas, what do you give this episode? I give it a thumb up, thumb sideways. It was pretty solid. That's about what I would give it to. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't even really think particularly stupid about this episode. It wasn't like the best episode they've ever done or anything close to it. It was a serviceable episode, moving the plot forward. <laughs> it definitely and did that. It's about uh, to ramp up, and, and has, that's the good thing. Uh, uh, Dewey Crow kind of go a little bit nuts at the end and kind of take things Oh, yeah, I've got to out Miller. Yeah. Try to, yeah, and try to take... Well, not just yeah. take out Miller, but leave the, uh, leave the other... He tried to kill Danny to Crow. Co. Yeah, he tried to kill Danny Crow, and yeah. then takes he, off with the truck and the drugs. Up, yeah. yeah. Ended up killing Miller, unfortunately. Maybe. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Maybe. Yeah. Probably Maybe. No confirmation him. of that. That's death. true. That's true. He's probably dead. He could have taken the impact in his flask and be fine. But I'm going to go ahead and give it two thumbs up, just for Eric Roberts being in there. He was great, man. I wish he'd been in there earlier. It's a high threshold for two thumbs. It is. Hopefully, somehow, he actually uh, makes it out alive and... Even if it had been the worst episode, if Eric Roberts had been in there, it's two thumbs up. It's two thumbs up. I'd I'd like to see a show with Raylan and Eric Roberts. You did. I know. I mean, like a a series. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Could be called Raylan and Teeth or something. Absolutely. All All right. right. (laughs) All right. Well, you can uh, call us at 469-665-9825. Are you serious? That's not the right number. Is it not? That's not even close to the right number. Four six nine six six five nine two seven. You said seven eight five at the end. Oh, did I? Nah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I'm high. Uh, you can email us at brickhamshow at gmail dot com. I'm really really high. Make sure we get it right. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show through iTunes. Uh, this, is and, the, this is the episode that you're supposed to play for Jesus. You shouldn't be high on this one. I can be. That's the next show. Jesus likes to party. You didn't know that. 
No, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, go to iTunes, subscribe to the show, and if you haven't uh, yet, please leave us a five-star rating or review or both. We'd really, really appreciate it. You can find all the links to subscribe to the show at breakroom.tv, or actually, sorry, thumbsofury.com. And uh, next week, we were going to introduce the Double Flame Hall of Fame this week, but we're delaying that one week. We have to construct the uh, wings first. So we'll uh, have that open, swing the doors wide next week for uh, our first entrant. And uh, oh, we'll also be covering the Muppets next week, as Mo- Muppets Most Wanted. Yep. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Justified House of Cards and Walking Dead. We're two episodes away from Walking Dead being over. Well, maybe for Thank- good, thankfully. But, but not. Probably not. Not if it's as good as last episode, then it's fine. No, there's, there's two episodes left after last night's. So. Yeah. It was All actually right. the only one outside of me that got two thumbs up this week, so we should have done That's it true. last. Look, somebody needs to set the run sheet. I don't do this. Yeah, I can't remember do. which order we're doing this. All right, thing, Mr. So. Producer. Let's hire a producer. Kickstarter.com slash producer. <laughs> don't go there. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you.